Now, this one's for the older folk in the audience. I'm starting to sound like a wedding DJ again. It happens whenever yeah, I play you, music. You really are. Pete's um, not on the guy, like. This is sort of an impromptu segue or a segment of the podcast, but um, where was this World Cup? France, did you say? France '98. This is this is Carnival de Paris. Listen to this. Folks, you're all very welcome to the McLaugh Podcast. Uh, it's extremely impromptu. We don't know what the hell's been going on. Me and Dude have been sitting here talking for... Give or take an hour now. Uh, we've went round in circles. We've talked about the Euros. On unteen different occasions. We've talked about the group matches on unteen different occasions. I don't know what's added version you're hearing of this. I don't know if this is at the start of the podcast. I don't know if it's at the end of the podcast. We'll just start off by saying thank you so much for listening. I'll bring in Dude. Dude, what's crack? Not so much, Michael. How are you? So, here we are again. I'll say how are you, like we haven't been talking for yeah. about an hour. Doing what seemingly feels like another intro. It's uh, it's difficult to drag an hour talking about football, but when you add in the tunes, and tunes that go like this, it gets slightly easier. I feel like I'm on like a farm in Finland. Like this week's uh, song. Yeah. Like milking cows or something. Or... Wearing your leather husens in Germany. Yeah. We're awful knowledgeable about about uh, Europe as a continent. Well, I said now, Finland and milking cows, <laughs> you know. Do you know many Finnish farmers now? No, but I know plenty of Finnish cows. No. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, listen, as I said, this is the McLaugh Podcast. This is the Euro 2020 slash 2021 preview episode uh, sort of rambles episode uh, we're talking about football we're talking about the countries of Europe we're talking about the songs we're talking about the players we're talking about everything to do with international football we're talking about this absolute banger get ready for the Scottish bagpipes Play for the copyright team. I really am milking the life out of that one. Yeah. So, international football brings out the best in the music industry, and that's a statement that you can put in writing. Oh, you said it now. It's out there, like it's out there. That's it's a big a, statement to make. It's right? on. It's in the airwaves. It's uh, it's one that people might debate. Not necessarily the best of the music industry overall, but if you're looking at a banger, announce an international football competition, and you will get one. Now, we've had, what, two or three songs there. Um, all very different. Do you know what what's interesting about that one? Now, weird fact, but that song, Carnival to Paris, it was designed so that there was... Um, designed? Yeah. How do you... Well, you design songs. Yeah. Well, you craft them. Okay. Whatever you do to, to bring a song to life. Right? I don't know. That, yeah. Compose. <laughs> compose. compose. There we go. Compose. You compose. Now we're getting to the reason. <laughs> you compose a song. You uh, if you listen back to that one, uh, it has an element from every country that was playing in the uh, in the tournament. Finland. Finland. You had the, the Scottish bagpipes. Yeah. The last major tournament they qualified for. Is that true? Uh, 
Why the step? No, I do believe so. Yeah, fair enough. I'll believe you. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then just after that, you hear the the Marambas. I think it was Trinidad and is a Marambo a thing? Sounds like a bo- so, sounds like a bongo sort of thing. Um, it's just for, a bongo. Um, Trinidad and Tobago. I think they qualified. What a tune is red. <laughs> I feel like I might have to momentarily apologise to the uh, the headphone listeners. Yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier about Euro's tunes. That is hard to beat, like, but you sort of forget about it. Yeah. Don't ask me which one it's from. No. World Cup, I do believe. Maybe. Um, Come tell you. Magic Systems. Is the name of the band the song is Magic in the Air? Um, it is indeed Magic in the Air. It's always a real summary vibe. It's always something that sort of just picks everybody up, yeah. and you want to go down the hill park and bring a ball. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, start yeah. To if you hear that song any other time, it's not the summertime. You straight away think of international. Oh, absolutely. Summertime, you know. Get the sun cream out. You are coming for Pete's Nan's job, like you are coming for the cool FM. Morning slot. Hopefully, Magic Systems aren't um, big fans not, of the McLove podcast. Uh, they're not too tight with their copyright issues. No. Yeah, you've uh, a, a slightly snickered. Mm. Um, that could have been one, uh, probably an episode of its own. Um, international football um, songs from the three we can think of. Because I'm going to play one of the R2 ones right yeah. now. Is it Waving Flag? That's exactly what I was going to go for. Later up. Um, Canon and Waving Flag. Did you know it was Canon just off off the dome, like? Yeah, straight off the straight off the nut. Ridiculous. Listen, did often enough. Oh, way, oh, way, oh. 100% illegally downloaded on uh, Limeware. For sure. For sure. This, now, this was the 2010 World Cup. Oh, yeah. This was a Coca-Cola advert for many months after. This is screaming grey and orange mercurial boots at me, like. But nicely fade at the background. Oh, yeah. This is... Now, don't ask me his first name. This is Shabalala's... Yes. ...goal in the opening game of the 2010 World Cup. Do you remember who it was against? Against Mexico? And did they do that wee celebration? They've done the... Yeah. So what, cool. What a World Cup. What a World Cup indeed. So many screamers not as well, by the way. Diego Forlan, just Running by a screamer every match. What like. about Ghana as well, being Nathan? Gaza? No. Nope. Oh. He retired many years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghana, and then Suarez soiled him with a handball. That's right. Oh, Suarez, he is a rat leg, isn't he? He's just someone you can never warm He's to. He's such an unlikable footballer. Uh, Except if you're Ghana, and then United States as well, done pretty well. Yeah, Landon Donovan. Uh, yeah, he Clint was the Dam- boy. Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey. Tim Howard. He has threats. Does he? Yeah, I don't think it's the, the shouting and getting on. I think maybe he just raises his eyebrows every so often. <laughs> a couple I, wrong, a, like. a minor dosage of the, uh, the threats. Uh, w- we've done a lot of talking about this tournament. We've done a lot of predicting. The truth is, we don't know. No. What we're, we're, we're talking, what we're saying... Um, 
we were saying about, you were saying about Portugal, you know, that you favoured Portugal. And then we went and we looked at the bookies' odds. Sixth yeah. or seventh on the list. The bookies don't fancy them, but Tommy French. He'll be regretting giving you such good odds. He'll be regretting giving you such good odds. 12th of July, you'll be walking up. Everyone else will be marching, celebrating with their bread. You'll be saying, Tommy, give me my money. Line my pockets. Just fill her up there. Yeah. Bring, her, bring her out the back in a couple of briefcases and away we'll go. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I don't know how I'm going to edit this out. I, I don't know what uh, what portion of the podcast you're listening to, but you're very welcome. Did I do social medias? Yeah. I did? Yeah. Earlier on or just there now? Oh, earlier on. Yeah, so follow uh, us both on social media at the McLaugh Podcast uh, at Caldwell23, both on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Twitter uh, at MichaelLarry98, I'm always putting up looking suggestions, looking questions, and that's what we'll do. We'll go straight into the Instagram on this one. Um, I put up just a couple of hours before we started recording, so there wasn't much time for a lot of responses, but uh, just if anybody had any general opinions on the on the Euros, any general opinions on football, if there are any questions, um to send them in. And I got uh, I got a couple. So uh if Kante plays a crucial role in France winning the Euros, is he a good shout for the Ballon d'Or? It has to be. Who would rival him? Um this season? I think it would depend on well, individual players on their respective clubs and stuff, but mm-hmm. After the Euros, that's when you'll really know who the Ballon d'Or winner will be, I reckon. Uh, based on what Kant has done up until now? Yeah, but then again, it's a bold, bold enough statement, but if Portugal win, why can't Ruben Diaz win the Ballon d'Or? That's right, I thought you were going to say Bruno. You were going to start an absolute no, well, nuclear no one say next, next year, you won't. It doesn't fit the... I don't want to say the narrative, but it just doesn't fit the right picture that a defender's no. going to win. Player of the year? Yeah. No, no. Like, it's very rare to, to, to pair it with an NFL sort of thing that in the Super Bowl, the MVP is never usually a defender. Now, it's not never. Yeah. It can be. But he, he won. But it's very typically. He did win Premier League Player of the Year in his first season in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Which was incredible. Which was incredible for him being a centre back to win the. Because yeah. normally when you think of the Player of the Season. Who scored the most goals? Who scored the most goals? Who's got the most flair about him? You know, I think I at the, uh, the Ruben Diaz and the Ballon d'Or very heavily relies on Portugal's performance in the Euros, and Golo Kanté has done enough solo mm-hmm. by himself, like physically carrying Chelsea to the Champions League through yeah, the semi final as well, winning it. That's a point I can make. If Chelsea, excuse me, if City had won, yes, the Champions League. He'd be up there in the conversation. And then Portugal went and won the Euros. Oh, yeah. That's he like you're be, flipping it on his head. Oh, yeah. He would be... A Ruben, Ruben Diaz would be a shoein, I reckon. Uh, but yeah, can't they? Why not? Why Why not? Why not? Do you know what I mean? And, and I think a lot of people are expecting him to have a major, like, a major, major tournament. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. expecting him to have an absolute belter of a performance. But he always, he always shows up, like, in the big games. I know, obviously, he didn't in the Champions League final, but... Oh yeah, no, no, what you mean? Oh no, sorry, he did in the Champions League final. What am I talking about? No, he did. Those, he got those final, three, yeah, those final three games, semi-final yeah, yeah, yeah. one, the first second leg, the final itself. He's now he's now on the cusp of having the greatest end of the season. I don't want to say ever, but you know, like yeah, for, he's he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of people talking. Do you think next year at Chelsea's to say is gonna be hard to beat? Like, oh yeah. Up yeah. there, I think once they get a full summer with uh, Tommy Tuchel, mm-hmm. 
he'll, he'll have them whipped into shape. Uh, I know it was only one game, but oh, there was a couple. I think he's got Guardiola's number. I think oh, I think yeah, he's yeah. got him psyched out. I, I think he's got he him. Does. Um, I think all he has Pep's fucking he's, he's number. There, Pap has this thing about him where he's in like obviously he's an unbelievable manager. Yeah, but he gets he gets spooked like he he gets very easily spooked. Yeah, he see it in his face like, and he uh, he's not winning and it's, there's maybe ten minutes left. He looks like a small child just who's lost. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Then, this is this is what I have to ask. Then you're talking about all all these culture and stuff and managing styles and sideline styles. And I know we're venturing slightly off from the Euros here, but as a United fan, does it not absolutely grind your gears when you see him sitting on the sideline or on the dugout just with his arms folded and just not doing anything? Are you Ollie? Yeah. Oh yeah, just sitting motionless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I w- I would rather him be on the sideline screaming. Well. He's, not, he's, not, no. he's I, not that type of guy. He's not like a Jose Mourinho down on one knee watching the game. Oh, down on loads. But when like something in a game does happen, yeah, he's the first one up. Like he is always straight down to the touchline. Is it for too often? It looks like he's taking a backseat. Do you know what I mean? And he's just letting things play out in front of him without trying to influence him. As yeah. a manager, I think sometimes he forgets that he can actually get there and influence players' minds and how mm-hmm. they're playing. Um, which sometimes makes me question like. In a roundabout way, who's really man's in the team? You know, is it is it Ole making the final decision, or is it yeah. a full backroom staff? You know, Mike Phelan, Michael Carrick, uh, is it the fellow Kieran McKenna? Do you call him? Um, they're like, is it is it they, are they in his ear? I'm sure they are. There's there's his team, like so. I'm sure I'm sure they all have their opinion, just like at City. I'm sure Pap listens to oh, all yeah, his oh, stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure you had Mikel Arteta and all there as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, He's well, what well. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, in that, like, in those setups, when Guardiola said he wanted something, or when Guardiola said anything, it was like that was the final thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like all he's waiting to be sort of pointed in the in the right mm. direction. Uh, next question. Let me see where are we. Our next point. Uh, someone we were talking about earlier. Um, again, if you're listening to the podcast, this might be earlier, it might be coming up later, depending on what way I added it. Um, Italy to go to the distance, they're really being slapped on in the build-up. Yeah, dark horses. Followed by Italy champions. So there's two people that are... Potench. Potench. There seems to be this sort of last-minute landslide on social media to be like, here, don't forget about Italy. Yeah, just like I said, like maybe for the past week, a yeah, lot yeah. of Italy posts. Like, I didn't even know. Who's our manager? Good question, don't know. He's smart city. Oh, uh, Mancini? No. Mancini, yeah, Mancini's their manager. Didn't know that, having his scarves. He was a character, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a character. Yeah, he's the, he's the manager of Italy and has been for a couple of years, I do believe. Yep. Um, they they are definitely being um, not not forgot about, but not mentioned enough. And you know what else isn't mentioned enough, dude? This Gene here. <laughs> This is uh, now I don't think this is of football fame, but definitely you said a football setting, and you'll you'll know what it is here in every second. If you're listening on, uh, to this podcast, Rufus, live from Brazil.
so odd they played a Brazilian song, of course, in the Euros. Yeah. They always get a mansion like, don't they? The Brazilians. They're playing like Brazil. Playing like Brazil. Often said about our Sunnyside said teams back in the day. Oh. Brazil, Barcelona. That's a good question. What 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 teams did teams get compared to? If they're playing really well, they're playing like Brazil, or you're playing like Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. It was always like, well, at the time, the Spain team was full oh, yeah. of just Barcelona players. No one had Xavi and Iniesta, so you probably would have said, oh, Spain playing but like Barcelona or vice versa. But there was there was a style like, perhaps Taki Taga. Yeah, and then Brazil was flair. Brazil was oh, yeah. like flex and tricks and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you style. Um, so he was always sort of just, just hard, rugged, possession. like yeah, really getting stuck into the game. Yeah. Um, really solid defensively. Manuel Neuer just blocking anything that comes near him. Uh, speaking of which, we'll go through the groups now. So this next part of the podcast is actually coming, uh, obviously after now that you're listening to, it, but we've recorded this beforehand. Um, we're going to go through. <coughs> nice voice crack there. Nice. Did you like that? That one was yeah, so free. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through each of the groups We're going to pick our winners And we're going to talk a little bit About um, who we think is going to win Surprise Packets team And sort of play the tournament One thing we didn't talk about Was actually Golden Glove and Golden Boot um, Who do you think is going to score the most goals? Right off the bat Lewandowski I can see him bagging A good few goals in the groups alone Speaking of group stages then right, Just like as, as we're going into it here Harry Kane, right, is coming up against Scotland, Czech Republic, and Croatia. Does he have the marbles? Does he have the stones? Like, I think he's the only one in the England team that might. Not, yeah. the, not the only one, but if, if anyone was going to lead by example, if anybody was going to do it, it'd be Harry Kane. Do you reckon he feels a lot of pressure? Because he, not 100%, but I'm pretty sure he's the England captain. Uh, yes, he is the England captain, but... Pressure, yes, but I think he can deal with. It. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't. I don't think it's a burden on him. I think he actually enjoys that sort of like. Well, I have to step up and do it. And I think this is a big summer for him. Oh, this this is it. This is his sales pitch. Do yeah, you know what I mean? This absolutely. Is, this I know he's just off the back of being Premier League uh, top Premier League top scorer and Premier League top assister, which is crazy, ridiculous. Like he just quietly did that. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, because Spurs haven't been doing too well, you don't. You don't check. You don't check in on Harry Kane. You don't check in on Harry. Yeah, you don't check on Kane's stats. Yeah. Because you just sort of, you know he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, if he's doing bad, you know he's doing bad because mm-hmm. it's always brought up. Mm-hmm. But um, he was doing well, so he just sort of like, oh, Kane's having an odd Kane season. Yeah. Um, but the, the assists went unnoticed. Another one there... Is that who you think Harry Kane's going to be the top scorer? Or? I think also potentially um, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, that's a shout like. Because Denmark, Finland and Russia in the group stages. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the way that that Belgian team line up. Like almost like a diamond, him at the very, very top. Oh, it's it's primed and ready to be um to be set up for him scoring. Yeah. Now let me just do a quick bit of miles here, dude, when I'm sitting beside you, if you don't mind. Quick miles? From you? The winner of group B. Right? Yep. Um do you know what I just learned by looking at this? Uh, supposedly. Alright, oh, okay, so there's there's two teams that are two third place teams will go through. Okay. But only in, I don't know which group. But anyway, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, the Maz, what I was trying to do, is I was trying to work out as who his potential opponents could be in the next round. Uh, and that's going to take a long time. So while I'm doing that, we'll play the next part of the, the podcast and the group stages. So um, I'll probably add it in a wee jingle or something. So enjoy, folks, and let us know what you think. Perfect.
as I said, we're gonna go, we're gonna go through the competition. Uh, we'll not we'll not focus all the way on it. You know, I wouldn't class either of us as experts, did would you? Well, up there, but I wouldn't say experts. Uh, semi pro. Yeah, yeah. So we're in the semi pro category of talking about football, and um, we'll go through each of the groups. We'll go through who we think maybe the the winners will be. Maybe a team that a lot of people aren't talking about. That I, I know you've won team shot. Yeah, I know you've won team in particular. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, player of the tournament sort of things like that. Golden glove, golden boot. But nothing too serious. We'll 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 just go bit by bit. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, as we have done. What it's like watching the football. What it's like watching tournaments. So maybe of our memories and uh, perhaps some hypotheticals. If if Ireland were ever to to qualify, I think one thing that's really frustrating, and I know. Covid probably would have ruined it anyway, but Dublin lost its games. Yeah, that would have been some rip. It would have been. It would have been. We would have been there, like. Would definitely. You yeah. you would have been in the vicinity anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Even even just going down for the day because probably would have been like Slovakia versus Poland or something. But you'll take it. You'll definitely take it. It would be a full blown pint session in uh, in Dublin. You'd have to imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Thomas, yeah. How would you work the ideal day of going to like? Uh, if it's if it's just a random game, say for example, you know it's uh, Ireland's not playing, mm-hmm. are you going down? Are you staying for the night? Or are you going down if you've got tickets for the match? Like how how what would be your? And I'm talking completely hypothetical here because it's not going to happen. How would you enjoy the perfect experience of going to like a major competition like that? If it was in Dublin, yeah. Oh, you're going down the day before. The day before, absolutely, yeah. See, this is where we differ. I would go down the day of and stay till the day after. No, you're going down the day before and then waking up in your wee hotel in Dublin, going for a fry. You'd be really rough, though. Why would you? If you've been on the pints the night before. You have to be on the pints. Well, what's the point in going, then? <laughs> I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. So, I would say you will go down the day of the match, early bells, feed a pints into you, mm-hmm. bit of grub, we sleep over in a hotel, up early, and then all day at it again the next day. Sounds good. Um, speaking of all day out of the next day We're recording this Thursday night The next day after that is Friday That's when the competition starts It starts Friday night What a segue by the way uh, It starts You're Fri- good at this? <laughs> a bit of practice it starts Friday night in Rome uh, And it starts with the group M match between Italy and Turkey uh, And then on Saturday We've got three games In three different cities We've got uh, Baku Copenhagen And St. Petersburg So we'll start with group A uh, we'll start with the four teams in it. Dude, we've got Italy, Switzerland, Wales, and Turkey. Yeah. Um, we're sort of we're, we're going through these just before we started. You would have to maybe imagine Italy are the winners of that group. Yeah, I think everyone's going to go with Italy to top the group. Like, it shouldn't be too difficult for them. They haven't. What is it? They haven't conceded in since like two thousand nineteen or something. Is that right? Some ridiculous fact like that. Yeah. That is. That's a wild stat. Yeah. It. Not. It's not so much a boring group behind that either. Like, I mean, Wales, Switzerland, and Turkey. Who do you think is going through from the group? Obviously, you said <coughs> Italy, but I think Italy wins the group. Um, Wales have a good side. Switzerland have a have a strong side. Um, and then we were talking earlier about your outsider. Are you? Am I right in saying you believe Turkey have an outside chance? Uh, no. Switzerland. Who? Switzerland. I knew it was one of yeah, the two. Yeah. I knew it was I one just, of the two. I remember Switzerland playing really well at the. Was it the Nations League? Which I never understood the concept of, by no, the way. No, I think I think they've got draws with like Germany and Spain, and I don't think they've been beat in quite a long time. A long time. Yeah, so I can see them playing quite well. Wales and Turkey are going to be hard to see off, like. Yeah, as well. Turkey, Turkey have a lot of good players. I think that Lille wasn't it. Lille who won the yeah 
the French yeah. league. I think they have a lot of Turkish players. So they know how to win. Well, they do. It is, it is the French league. It's but the Farmers League. I think I'll go out and I'll say Italy and Switzerland to go through. Yeah, I'll say the same. No Wales have Gareth Bale, but... If, that, if, that's, if that's what you're relying on, then I don't think you're going to... You're going to go too deep into the competition. Group B then, uh, which is composed of Denmark, Belgium, Finland and Russia. I, as I'm sure you do as well, have Belgium one in this group. Yeah, you have to say Belgium, <coughs> like quite easily. And I would follow that by Russia. And I'm basing that of their 2018 World Cup um, campaign. I, don't, I can't remember how far they got, whether it was the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, it was definitely... Did it was they beat England? No, um, Croatia put England out in the semi final. Yeah, yeah. And then Engl- England had three easy wins in their um, group stage. Do you remember? Did they? Definitely. The well, I don't know. I think the top their group anyway. Oh yeah, probably. I don't know. As you just can tell, folks. Um, Football boys. Yeah, you know, coming with a lot of knowledge here. Um, coming with facts, you know, as opposed to just following maybe's. Um, but no, Russia definitely did well because I remember yeah. people people being. Pleasantly it was a buzz about Russia, yeah, and it being their home. I was going to say home Grand Prix. That's not at all correct. Been watching too much Formula One. Isn't the shit. It's their home World Cup, their home tournament, uh, and they did well. Uh, did very well. So that's why I'll go with Belgium and Russia. Same to go through in that group. Um, group C. Then we have Austria, Netherlands, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. I would say that's a Netherlands, Austria. Uh, I don't know, but Netherlands to win the group. Yeah, you have to say Netherlands. Like on paper, they have a very, very strong team, even without Van Dijk. Yeah, that would. Um, I I I don't see any of the other teams win. No, win the group anyway. The group. And then um, yeah, probably Austria come second. Ukraine probably don't have a bad side either. Now, I know what we we're just talking before we started recording. Could we name a single player? From the other teams in this group, apart from the Netherlands, um, I managed Zinchenko from Ukraine, and that was about it. I couldn't name an Austrian, and I couldn't name a North Macedonian. No, Austria is Arnautovic from there. Really should have maybe done some homework for this. It's it's starting to sound pretty unprofessional. Um, yeah. I'll take yeah. you, I'll take tell you what, I'll take your word for it. Oh yeah, do um, and the, does he doesn't play for West Ham anymore? No, he's gone. Nah, I think he went to China. He went to China, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, you beat me to that. Um, you'd have to imagine the, the standard of football he's been playing has been pretty crap. Well, yeah, but he's probably going to get picked <coughs> for the Austria team. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Regardless. No, like he'll be picked, but like then he's going to come up against world-class competition, so yeah. how's that going to go? But that's like He's not a bad player, though, that's the thing. Oh, I, We're I, talking I, about him here as if we know for a fact he's from Austria. He might not tell be. Tell you what I'm going to do, I'm going to Google it right now. Google it right now. But if he is from Austria... These facts will stand. Yeah. These points will stand. Um, are now Marko Nadrovic is indeed an Austrian footballer. He is currently playing in the Chinese Super League uh, for Shanghai Port, and he's part of the Austrian national. League. He's thirty-two. Some age. So he's a brave age, um, for an international footballer. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like for him playing in, in China to come back and start playing against international like superstars. He's he's not he's not going to be up to speed. Uh, he'll get some gunk. He will indeed. He'll be, he'll be it'll be tough for them. It's between Austria and Ukraine, for second in that group for me. And yeah, North Macedonia are just sort of 
They're happy to be there. Oh, yeah, they're bo- them boys are there for the crack. They'll yeah. play their three or four games, and then they'll be at the gap. Yeah, they're going to see the sights more than anything. Uh, Group D, which is throwing up an absolute cracker between England and Scotland. Now, I don't think the actual on-field product will be too much to talk about. I just think the, the atmosphere and probably the fights and rats that ensue. There's been so, so much hype about England this year. that Same as every year. Yeah, true. But you should, you should see them topping that group. Oh, you would imagine so. I know Croatia put them out. Yeah, it's interesting that they're in the same group as Croatia. Yeah, um, but it's quite, uh, an, it's quite an aging Croatia side. Not only that, it's as like the English media will build it up as like it's time for revenge. It's time, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it's time to get back on them for that World Cup defeat. Yeah, um, they probably have a lot of pressure going into that match, whereas Croatia couldn't care less. Not even slightly. No. England, Scotland, Croatia, and Czech Republic in that group. <coughs> Pardon me. Who are you taking for the win? Um, I reckon if they don't bottle it like they usually do, I reckon England should top the group and probably Croatia. You would have to say Croatia just based off of form. Yeah. What did you make of the whole England squad debacle, debacle right backs and then Trent going out and get injured? Yeah, like all that rigmarole about Trent. Everyone wanted him in the team. He got picked and then what they got injured. Like literally I'd say about a day later. Ridiculous. Boy got like eighteen right backs in the squad. They've way too many right backs is the is the correct answer there. Um Well, they haven't picked the best one. Or one Basaga. Extremely controversial. No. Facts. Um No, he's not he's not international quality. No? No. No? No, and, and I'm a United fan. You know I'm a United fan, yeah, yeah. and this is the first time I've discussed this with you. I don't think he's international quality. Yeah. I I don't think he offers enough going for. I know he's a right back. Yes, but I think it was someone. I think it was Ian Wright made this point on like Sky Sports or whatever the mm-hmm. other day. He said about him being one of the best right backs in England, and he said uh, like about him not offering that much going forward. But when you're playing teams like Croatia, you don't really care what you're. There's, you don't really care what your defenders are doing. Like I know. In I terms know, of going I, forward, yeah, you just want yeah. them to defend. Defend. I think he he suits the Premier League style of play perfectly. Yeah. Um, which sounds weird because there's a lot of going forward mm-hmm. uh, wing backs there, but for the uh, not even the Premier League style of play, United style of play. Yeah. He just does exactly what he, he's needed to do there. Mm-hmm. Um. So looking at Group D, back to Group D, England will win that. Followed by, I also do believe Croatia. Have we disagreed on anything yet? No, don't think so. We're awful like-minded. True. Group A then, and this is Poland, Spain, Sweden, and Slovakia. Thoughts? It's got to be the Spanish, hasn't it? Or maybe Poland. You know what? I'm going to say Poland's going to top that group. I know I, Spain's are a pretty strong side, but I, I, I can see your logic. I went with Spain. Mm. Um. Just, just because based on pedigree, based on the name, based on the fact that it is Spain never have a bad international side. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But this year they haven't picked any Real Madrid players, so you're missing out on experience from Sergio Ramos and even Esco and Asensio. None of them boys get in. No, Real Madrid boycott. That's wild. Wild enough, like yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's a pretty, it's a pretty young Spanish side. That's why I think still I think they'll be whipped well enough in the shape, and I oh think well. they should they should get the job done. But I would agree that it's going to be uh, Spain, Poland, one two in Group B. Mm. Um, then the group of death. 
the one that everybody's looking at, the one that everybody's sort of afraid to put put their opinion out on the line um, as to who they think is going to win, as to who they think is going to go home. We've got Group F and we've got Hungary, the underwhelming um, team of the whole equation. And then we've got three heavyweights. We've got France, Portugal and Germany. Um, the the previous two competition, previous yeah, previous two competition winners, so Euro 20, uh, World Cup and Euro 2016 in France and Portugal. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. And then obviously Germany being not that far removed, World Cup champions as well. Um, this is going to be extremely close. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I can see it being pretty close, but I think Portugal go through, and then France. Oh, sorry, Portugal top the group, and then France. Portugal top the group. Go through, yeah. I've had fr- I put France to top the group. Yeah. Because of the World Cup champions, yeah, yeah. and they've got a great side. Then um, again, gotta look at that Portugal side. It's not a bad side, like it's n- it's not a bad side, Michael. I really can't. I really can't decide between Portugal and Germany. What as in like to, to, to come to second? Yeah, to get the second spot. Oh, I don't even think Germany come in that for me. Really? Yeah. It's tough because Germany are such as again international heavyweights. In fact, I could even see France going out and Germany and Portugal going through. See, that's so different though, because you literally just said Germany don't even come in there for you. Yeah, I know, and I just flipped. Like I slept, yeah, yeah, I started to realize how many players, how many good players that Germany have now, and this is what's making the whole thing difficult. They could Germany could literally fail Head two teams. Here. Germany, Germany could fail two teams. Yeah. It's um, it's yeah, going to be tough. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll finish it off. I'll say, I'll say France top the group and Germany are in second. Portugal nice. and Hungary to go home. Oh, can't say Portugal going home, but you you just can't accept that at all. No, definitely not. They're, I think they're going to win the whole competition. You think they're going to go the whole way? Yep, to the moon. Portugal to the moon. A uh, perfect segue. Then let's move on to who we think the eventual winners will be, and I do think the winners will come from Group F as well. Although I think it'll be France. Interesting. Simply because of the the reigning World Cup champions. Oh yeah, they're a very very strong team. Like. Think about it. You're sitting here. You're watching Portugal versus France. Ninety minutes. Who are you expecting to win? Cristiano Ronaldo and his Portuguese side. I just because when you look at that squad, top to bottom, how many quality players they have. Look at France. But they have Ronaldo. It's the last dance for Cristiano. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he gets the fairy tale ending. But if they're if they're sticking him up, I think he does. They're going to stick him up front, and they're going to have balls being played into him by Bernardo Silva. And Bruno Fernandez, to name a few. Do you know what I mean? To name but a few, of course. And we've got Ruben Diaz, the Premier League Player of the Year, and going to be solid it's in defence. Quality for them. side, quality, quality side. I can't see them being beat the whole competition. At a, at like a full clean sweep, full clean sweep. Ronaldo wouldn't have it any other way. And then does he retire from international football at the end of it? You see, because next, the, literally next year, we've got a World Cup. Yeah, I know. No, he's not retiring. That's why. Mm. Well, I reckon if they win it, he might retire and say, yeah. Always go off to Qatar there, lads, and yeah. have fun. Remember me? Yeah, I don't think he'll be bothered going to Qatar. Player of the tournament? I'm going to go with N'Golo Kante. Good shot. Little, machi- little machine. 
he's been absolutely fantastic. He basically carried Chelsea to the Champions yeah. League in many regards. He was man of the match, I think, for their final three games of the oh, competition. Yeah, he's terrific, terrific player, like top, top, terrific, top, chop, terrific player. He's going right to the right chop. But I think the player of the tournament it's, it's going to sound best, but he's just in form, Bruno Fernandez. So if Portugal win the competition, yeah, player of the tournament isn't going to be Ronaldo. Well, I reckon Bruno's going to play a more vital role in the Portuguese. I know Ronaldo's Ronaldo, but right now, Bruno Fernandes is Bruno Fernandes. He's doing that much assisting. Oh, yeah. He gets you a goal and two assists in a game. Like He's doing no that problem. much assisting. Uh, a good, a good uh, turn of phrase for yeah. someone that's looking to be a sports journalist. Yeah. He's doing a lot of assisting. Oh, he's good at the assists. Um, is it coming home? No. Is it anywhere close to coming I think home? It, I think it could, because... That England side are a really good side as well, like, but I just don't think they have the bottle when it comes to if they get to the semi-finals. Final. I don't think Gareth Southgate has the balls. No, plain and simple of it. Yeah, and I don't think they should win because Phil Foden's her. What is he playing at? I oh, just going for the full Gaza. He's going for the full Lavries, aren't they? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So that was it. That was that was the podcast. That was our um, not so well informed opinions. No, uh, I think what I've learned from this is that we probably should have done a hell of a lot more research. Bit of homework, and, yeah. Um, so much as to you know, actually figuring out what the layout of the competition is. But we've, here we've spent here a while looking at the, the the technicalities of it, and we don't really understand it. No, it's a basic competition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, football. You, you win and you go through football. But listen. Folks, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Well, we've talked, as you have well heard, a lot of rubbish, yeah. a lot of nonsense. Um, and maybe if Dutch sticks 20 quid on Portugal, he'll buy us all around in the pub. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe if Portugal win, I'll maybe do that. Maybe you'll actually bring your wallet out. It's all contact us, mate. Get on the phone. Apple Watch. So, oh, big flex. Humble brag there. Listen, folks, thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Uh, dude, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on, Michael. Uh, shall do again in the near future. And, uh, folks, we'll see us all again in the next episode of the McLeod Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>